Have you ever been reading your Bible and you kind of got mad at God because of what you read? <laughs> okay, well, maybe you didn't get mad at him, but maybe you just, you maybe you were disappointed or you're like, Lord, wait, come on now. Hey, wait. Oh, that's never happened to you? Well, it's happened to me on occasions. And I want to share with you really quickly about a passage of scripture that messed me up for years. And finally, the Lord has given me some light on the subject and I understand what's happening. And I want to share that with you. It's in Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9, uh, beginning at verse 27. This is the story where the two blind men were following after Jesus. Thou son of David, have mercy on us. Have mercy on us. And I got upset because it was obvious that Jesus didn't stop and take care of their situation. How do I know that? Because in the very next verse in Matthew 9, 28, it says, and when Jesus, uh, and when he was coming to the house, the blind men came to him. <laughs> so see, they were hollering out in the street while Jesus was walking. And evidently Jesus kept on about his business. And then when Jesus got into the house, there they go again. Same situation, same cry. Thou son of David, have mercy on us. So that messed me up because I was thinking, man, Lord, uh, why didn't you do something about this situation when you, you you heard them on the road? You saw, you could tell that they were blind. Well, the Lord began to give me some understanding on this, and he told me that, uh, yes, he cares about our needs. Yes, he wants to meet our needs. But the way of faith, the way that the faith operation works is that you can't make the mistake that many of us often make. When we go to God in prayer, we go to God and our complete focus is on the problem. 100% focus on the problem. And we pray prayers like this, Lord, I come to you humbly in Jesus' name. And I just want to let you know that, you know, the mortgage is two months behind and, and they done called the other day to, to repossess the car. I think they're going to come out here on Monday and they're going to come pick up the car and, and then we won't have a way to get around. How are we going to get food then, Lord? You know, I don't know. And, you know, my babies, my babies, they need some new clothes. Boy, their clothes are raggedy and people talking about us and everything. And I don't know what we're going to do. Uh, Lord, uh, it's, it's bad. I just want to make it plain to you. It's really bad right now. In Jesus' name, amen. You, you might be laughing, but that's not far away from the way that a lot of us pray. Maybe I exaggerated just a little bit to make the point, but that type of prayer, that type of expectation is consumed with the problem. And that's where we've misunderstood the faith operation, how it works. See, and, and I want to say this also, that... Um, God is a merciful and graceful God, and many times he helps us out of situations. He works things out for us in spite of our faith efforts, or rather we're focused totally on the problem, and out of his mercy, he still helps us out of a tough situation. But I want to share with you that the normal way that he is designed for us to operate by faith is that when we come to him, we are focused upon the solution to the problem rather than being focused upon and consumed with the problem. When I say your focus, I'm talking about your expectation. What are you expecting to happen about this situation? See, we've made prayer some kind of complicated something when really it's quite simple. It's not hocus pocus. It's all about focus. So God wants us to focus or to have our expectation upon what we want to see happen rather than to come to him consumed 
totally focused upon what has happened and what is happening and what I do not want. Are you with me? I used to work for uh, an exceptional boss who would often tell us, you know, when we go with her, go go speak with her about some kind of complaint that we had or some kind of grievance. She'd say, look, don't just come in here with the problem. I want you to also come in here with some ideas about how the problem could be solved or what some solutions would look like. You know, and that's God's attitude, too. And that's the way he's designed faith to operate. We come in there with a hope of what can be rather than with the despair of what is. Hmm? In Matthew 9, 18, we can see this very clearly. In Matthew 9, 18, that's when the centurion came to Jesus and said basically that his servant was sick. Okay, it says in verse Matthew chapter 9, verse 18, while he spake these things unto them, behold, there came a certain ruler and worshipped him, saying, my daughter is even now dead, but come and lay thy hand upon her and she shall live. You see what he did? He came, he came in there aware of the problem and told Jesus what the problem was, but he also had a hope. He had a, an expectation. He had a focus of what could be. She's now about dead, but you come and lay your hands on her and she's going to live. That's how God wants you to come to him. Not with the problem only. He's not wanting you to fail to acknowledge the problem, but also have an expectation, have a focus about what you believe that God can and will do for you. And that focus comes from the promises in God's word. There's other examples as well. I don't have a chance to go into right now, but take that with you today. And remember, again, it's not hocus pocus. It's all about focus. When you're praying to God, what are you seeing? Are you seeing the problem or are you seeing his answer to your problem? This is Larry Hunter, five minute inspirations. I thank God and I thank you that you've given me this opportunity to share with you words that encourage and thoughts that inspire. See you next time. Bye-bye. Hey, my brother, this is Pastor Jay. Man, love it, love it, love it. Yes, I do get upset when I start reading the Bible and seeing how God responds. Uh, it's kind of funny that you just brought that up because I have read Habakkuk chapter 1. And when God answers Habakkuk after pleading of why all the calamity is going on, God says, look, be astounded, be, a, be amazed, because I'm doing a work in the nations that even if I told you, you wouldn't be able to comprehend it, understand it, or appreciate it. And I'm like, what? So God, you just keep back stuff that you're doing because you know that I can't take it or I can't understand it or appreciate it. So yeah, that was really funny to me when he said that to Habakkuk. He's like, don't you worry about it. I'm in control. And I guess that's the thing that you were talking about. We need to come to God and worship him as being God and lay our problems at his feet, but 